on this week's Third and Forever, Kevin and I finally preview the Super Bowl. And that's it. All right, let's go. Episode of Third and Forever, presented by Ten Thousand Takes. I'm your host Adam Oz, joined as always by my co-host Kevin Olm. Kevin, I know you weren't great last week. Are you doing a little better this week? I mean, I'm not doing worse. Um, <laughs> actually, I don't know because <laughs> this whole week there have been all these the the exact like worst case scenario for me this off season is just the rampant speculation about Aaron Rodgers and you know yeah. there was some big news this week that we're not really mm-hmm. going to dive into but you know Matt Stafford trade and all kinds of stuff like that and apparently the Rams made inquiries to the Packers and they told him like absolutely not go away and it so on one hand it's good that they said that but on the other hand it's like the lady doth say she refused Sean McVay too much. You know, it, it's, yeah, I don't know. And I just hate, I hate the, the speculation, the narrative, all that stuff. That's just going to swirl around for six months. And I could do without it. I really could. Yeah. Uh, so you kind of talked about it a little bit, but if, if you're new to our show, what we're going to do, we started doing last year. Um, we're saving the the Super Bowl all for one week. So obviously we didn't talk about the Super Bowl last week. Um, we had the weekend off. Normally I was be filled with the Pro Bowl. Um, but with, <laughs> with COVID, not, not happening this year. So we're now going to be fully previewing the Super Bowl. And what kind of what we did last year, we started, we're going to go take each team. We're going to go through kind of their season, how they got here kind of a thing. Um and then we'll start previewing the matchup. And we're we're blessed. We you know we're lucky that we have a matchup of that these teams actually play each other this year. Um, mm-hmm. But it's two very different teams. I mean, maybe one very different team from that time. Um, so I, I and then we're gonna go kind of into what we actually you know our factors and what we think for the game, as well as you know what we think you know prediction wise. But we are saving. We're gonna try to save all of this off season stuff. Um, there's been a lot of news in the last couple of weeks, obviously with the postseason, with teams hiring new coaches, um, all vacancies have been filled. So we will be going through all of that, uh, as early as next week. And for sure the weeks after, um, to really kind of recap kind of all the major off season news, including the trade that Kevin alluded to with Stafford and the quarterback in LA now Detroit, Jared Goff. Um, so yeah, so that's what we're gonna do. So th- with that said, uh, why don't we take a look at the two teams and why don't we start on the defending champion side? Uh, that of course is the Kansas city chiefs looking to become the first back to back winner since of course the Patriots won back in the early two thousands that kind of started that dynasty of the Patriots for that seemed to go on for almost two decades about. Um, and they have a chance to be this other, you know, the only back to back since then. So, I've been we've always been high on them this season. Uh there was a time I, I kind dipped. of I definitely There was dipped a time, the yeah. You moment. definitely you definitely 
dipped around maybe the second or the last quarter of the season, kind of when the team should be ramping up. You know, they had a lot of close games. Which, to be um, fair, I mean, you just said it. They had a lot of close games. Yeah, no, I, I don't like think that I was completely no. out of line. With no, that no, no. Take. And the Bills, the Bills were the other the team that kind of they overtook the Chiefs for you in the AFC, and mm-hmm. rightfully so. It's it's not like it was out of nowhere. I mean, the I, Bills. Were, I wanted to believe. Yeah, the the Bills and the Ravens probably were the hottest teams, and on the AFC side for sure. It the month of December and you know it just it's like the like I don't I can't even think about it like the Chiefs I mean it's now kind of an old reference but it's literally Thanos like they're inevitable like Uh it all roads lead to them and like since really Mahomes has took taken over um it's been that way I mean it's hard not to to pick against them I I find it yeah Um, and I don't know if we're going to talk picks explicitly, but I mean, I I don't know how you could not take the Chiefs in this game. Yeah, it's a safe bet. I guess, sure. I mean, y- you can make an argument the other direction. I guess I, I, I can't not see it, but it's, mm-hmm. it's what I said when the Chiefs played the Browns. I said, don't overthink it, you know, yep. and it's, it's that same kind of thing here where the Buccaneers are very good fucking football team and nothing you know taken away from them and i definitely think that this is going to be an entertaining super bowl you know i i on both sides of the ball it's not just going to be like oh you know the chiefs uh defense is on the field so everybody go to sleep until they come back out like it's going to be fun in both directions i just don't see how you stop it and i've been skeptical of the switch flip narrative uh as i as i like to call it i i'm no longer skeptical Uh, i think that that is a hundred percent the truth i am a born again switch flip believer and i think that the playoff games kind of speak for themselves yeah i mean they and i and i know i'm not trying to toot my own horn but i i distinctly remember the whole time i'm just like it it was it wasn't the same moment, obviously, as, you know, the Aaron Rodgers, R-E-L-A-X. But I was like, just trying to be like, they're fine. They're fine. They're fine. And, yeah. and you know, there were a lot of close games, obviously. I'm, I'm just looking at their their season. They had, you know, after, after the bye, right before the bye week, um, they they only beat Carolina 33-31. Then they had their bye. Then they beat L.A. in that really crazy back and forth game at the end. 35-31 they won, then they beat Tampa 27-24, which we'll talk about that game because that was a lot more than that box score says. Uh, Denver 22-16, but it's divisional. Miami 33-27, where they kind of had to come back after they had a lot of adversity in that first quarter, first half. Um, the Saints won 32-29, then Atlanta 17-14, and then they sat all their starters after they were 14-1 because they already locked up the one and they lost 38-21 with all backups playing against the Chargers. So it's like, okay. Yeah, so, that, that one doesn't count, but... That one, yeah. So, I, I mean, they were 14-1 and one going into Week 17. I know, sure, if you if you flip, you know, they, you, they say if you take one-score games, those are essentially a coin flip, or a lot of people like to call them, because one, you know, break here or there decides those games. Um, but I, I never get that vibe with with the Chiefs. Like, just... And, and the playoffs have shown it. I mean, mm-hmm. they... The Cleveland game was a little frisky because Mahomes went out. 
But I think if Mahomes is in that game, it's they don't they score more than 22. Um, and then they proved it against Buffalo, 38-24, and they were really never, you know, in danger in that game. I never felt yeah. like, uh oh. And, and, and the Buffalo's Browns a great game, team. The Browns game before the Buffalo uh, game. I mean, it was a five-point game, and that seems fairly close. That was, you know, with an injury to Mahomes as kind of an asterisk mm-hmm. there. Uh, and they just they looked really good, and they looked kind of the way they've looked the whole season, where they didn't even look like they were in a playoff game in that yeah. game. They looked like they were still kind of coasting like they had pretty much the whole season leading up to that point. And I agree with you, the Bills game is where – it is big brother, little brother stuff, you know, where yeah. the Bills are so psyched up and ready to, you know, take a swing and take take the crown, take victory, whatever you want to and say. And they were up 9-0. They yeah. came out hot. Yeah, and, and that's what always happens. People against the Chiefs, they flame yeah. out in the first quarter because they're so psyched up to try and beat the Chiefs. They, and the they Chiefs just tread water. Yeah, they, yeah. They, yeah, and the Chiefs just, are you done? And then they score a whole bunch of points, and the game is basically over. And then here's here's my second Thanos reference. It's it's like when when you know Iron Man hits him and he's like all that for a drop of blood. That's exactly That's like, what it is. He like and does it, a flip and, just, and his foot and all this stuff, you know? and he pulls out every stop. And, and that's and that's you can yeah. do that when you have that roster and Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy handling the offense with Patrick Mahomes, arguably. Probably not. I, I don't know if I, I can say arguably at this point. Maybe you know every year there's always a guy that kind of jumps in because they're not going to give the MVP to the same guy. But he's he's been the best player in football for the last three years, I'd say, or at least the the biggest X factor. I, I you know he yeah, and it's it's crazy because he's 25 and well, it's crazy and it's it's kind of unprecedented. You know, yeah. I haven't really seen. A quarterback coming to the league and consistently sustain this Mm -hmm. level of success from the get-go. You look at guys like Brady, who didn't come in right away. and I I know Mahomes kind of had a year in there where he didn't, but that's just one year. Even you you have the Aaron Rodgers situation where he eventually started. They weren't awesome his first year. Like, I think they went, like, 7-9. Yeah. So, like... To to have him come in and granted he has an amazing ensemble, but it's it's still unprecedented. Yeah, but you can also agree, you know, I, we talked about this a little bit last week and um and and before when we talked about this because he does have weapons. Obviously, Tyreek Hill is you know a top five, top six receiver, probably the freakish athlete in the NFL. Um, he's a top five wide receiver, but he's like a league of his own in terms of just physical. Playmaking yeah, yeah just, you know the electricity that he can generate and how mm. quickly he can just turn nothing into something. Well, he can and just then Travis he can Kelsey just seven points any at, yeah. at any moment he can just give you seven and it, it and, it's and impossible to account that. for. He did that three times for two hundred and sixty nine yards against this this Bucks team. Granted, mm-hmm. way back when this year, but still, but still, this it, is a Bucks team with. I, that I would say on defense, their biggest weakness is their their secondary, their corners, yeah, they, their safeties. They, they thrive. Their secondary thrives on the pass rush, and mm-hmm. a lot of de- defenses do that. Obviously, well, yeah, good pass rush equals you know good pass defense. So I, I want to go through, and I I actually looked at this, something like this. I don't. I know I'm a huge Mahomes fan. Um, You're a Mahomer. Don't hide it. I'm I'm a Mahomer. I don't hide it. And I actually looked through these stats, and I didn't. I didn't look down at this page where it kind of shows where he is like all time. 
mm-hmm. numbers. Obviously, he's not going to be there for the number, like the the total touchdowns, and but he's on for pace. So, but I can look at things like quarterback rating. His current quarterback rating is one hundred eight point seven. That's that's best in the NFL uh, too bad. for career. And for prep for um, putting that in perspective, Aaron Rodgers is at like a one hundred three, and that's I think second or no, he's third now. I, I think he dropped a little bit, but. He's still mm-hmm. it, that that's where the, the it's around that one of three. So he's five and a half percentage points higher. I mean, this is a smaller sample size. Obviously, it's only three seasons of being a starter, but still, but, but still the pace that he's at and he's has a he's averaging his interception rate. Um, I, I just lost it's, it's one point four percent of his passes interception. That's number one. Uh, it's tied with Rogers, actually. So. I, mm. I, any anything you're in one percent of your throws or under two percent of your throws are picked, that's insane. And then his career his passes touchdowns is just under seven percent, which is also insane. So it's it's the numbers you want and it's the starts that you want. And I know quarterback wins is not a stat. I, I don't I hate that that's used so much because you know it, it's a whole lot. But he's I don't think you ma- hate that as much as you say you hate that. But go on. No, I I definitely do. <laughs> of, of someone who, who's fan base currently has a guy who doesn't matter any numbers not, not doing great that's that's the thing <laughs> that people jump at on even though people stat. forget that he was yeah. on the washington football team or known as the redskins when he was there who's a dumpster fire of ownership probably the worst ownership in the nfl but mahomes is still he's 38 and 8 as a starter which if he could finish this off by being you know with two Super Bowls and an MVP and the three years of being a starter, that's I don't I, well, I don't and, know, man. And there's always that one stat that he hasn't lost by more than one possession since college, like his I, first year. I don't even remember. Yeah, what year I, it was, I, I, the it, fact that he's never lost by by more than one by more than eight points is insane. Before even this year, it was just a one possession. the The Las Vegas Raiders game where they lost forty to thirty two this year. Really, their only real loss was the widest margin of loss that he's ever had in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's insane after yeah. three years. And yeah, Tom Brady lost perfect... by thirty-five points like eight yeah. weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, and it's and it's the it's the perfect system to get drafted by. I had a conversation, a long kind of conversation about the Super Bowl and stuff with my dad this week, and we were talking about that. Like, yes, it's the perfect coach for him to go to, the perfect organization, you know, like that. It, it was great. But it's it, not like yeah, it's it's a stars align moment, which is what you need if you have a yeah, dynasty in the NFL, right? And and I I still think you know if he goes to Houston or to the Bears or to any of the other teams looking for a quarterback or that took a quarterback in uh, 2015, if he goes to any of those teams, he's probably going to be still very 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 good. Like. Uh, I, I will say the league is a lot more success. interesting if he goes to the Bears and the Chiefs draft Trubisky because it would just it would just level everything out. Like you get yeah. Mitchell Trubisky, but he gets but to very throw glad to Tyreek Hill to the Bears. <laughs> oh yeah, no yeah. for sure, that would be but terrible. I, I I just think it's it it may, he makes it it's really really fun to watch just from like obviously if we're in in the AFC West and we have to play them twice a year it sucks. But at the same time, the fact that, like, even those fans can – the only bad thing they have to say is they get to play them twice a year. Because everything that you see off the field 
is just positive with him. Mm-hmm. And or the biggest thing that they hate is his brother and his TikToks. Well, the, the thing like, about the <laughs> AFC West, too, is that if in terms of all the divisions that he could be in, the mm-hmm. AFC West is probably the best one for football because yeah. the Chiefs have a rabid fan base. The Broncos kind of Broncos do. have a have, the Broncos the Denver area in Colorado likes their likes the Broncos. They like the Broncos. That's, that's, that's true. Because of Elway. Like but I was, also I like was the there. Broncos are like they don't have any aspirations of actually beating them. So no, I mean that, that's a little asterisk on it. But then you look at the Raiders who just moved and the Chargers who just moved back to a town that does not give a shit about football. And no. I, I mean, I think which that is he's... crazy because Oakland is one of the was one of the craziest fan bases. Like mm-hmm. they rival with Buffalo, and and then you have the San Diego. They love the Chargers, mm-hmm. and and then they move to L.A. And I get it, it's because of market, it's because of money and all that kind of stuff. And I think maybe in time, Oakland or um, oh yeah, Las Vegas they'll, 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 up they'll develop a little bit. But I'm just saying that at the moment, I, don't know I think he's probably you know in a division where he inspires the least amount of hate. You yeah. know, there's, well, there's only two passionate fan bases. Yeah, and, and Kansas City is a cool uh, is a cool town. Like it's a fun area, um, and and it, like he you know he invested a stake or he's partial owner of the Royals. Like that's that's cool. Like he's he's really digging yeah, roots. He it's really a cool when a quarterback deal. does that at the local teams. Yep. <laughs> and so it's like, I, I mean, you know, it, it's everything what you want in a franchise quarterback and. It makes it easy to root because we don't we play them every four years, um, without playoffs. Obviously, if they're a chance there, and that'd be only a Super Bowl. And so, it, and it could not be a more a tale of two quarterbacks because I hate the other quarterback, he who shall not be named, with a fiery passion. <laughs> All right, but <laughs> with that said, let's transfer over to the Bucks. So, so this season, obviously, you know with. Brady going down there um, after being a quarterback for two decades for New England and winning six Super Bowls with New England, it's 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 still weird to see him in a Bucks jersey, mm. a non-Patriots jersey. I mean, it is weird. But yeah, I, I think that this – obviously, they're the first team to play a Super Bowl in their own stadium, um, and that's that that's interesting. Uh, be, it'd be more interesting if we had be able to have more fans. I think there's going to be 25,000 fans, I think they said they're having allowing. But I um, think they just, are, or at least are they mostly local fans since they're like giving it to frontline sure. workers? They might be able to. I, well, they're 7,500. Uh, they gave 7,500 tickets to um, to healthcare workers and, you know, people that are, you know, have been working in the pandemic mm-hmm. and – you know, in the healthcare industry. So that's really cool. Um, the 7,500 of that 25,000 will be those fans, uh, from the Tampa Bay area. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see it's forecast is rain, but going back through their season, they obviously started off, had to play new Orleans right away, which that's, that's a tough one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, right. Go to new Orleans immediately. They lose 34, 23, you know, but then they went on a little run. They went on a little September run in October. They had that weird yeah. loss against the Bears. They kind of had um, two runs this season in different yeah. directions. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, it was a, they were a very streaky team, and they either killed teams 
you know, winning by two, three, maybe four scores, or they would kind of get blown out, I guess. So they'd have those mm-hmm. weird games, like the Saints, 38-30. It was like, a hit-or-miss kind of season for them, I think, in general, which yeah. is probably reflective of you know, new quarterback, new system, yeah. new tight There's end. There's always going to be a learning curve. and Learning curve, lots of turnover and kind of adjustments. And also, you have Bruce Arians, who is, by all accounts, kind of a uh, – resistant to change let's say if something went wrong it's your fault it's not the system you did it yeah i mean we have two nearing 70 year old head coaches in the nfl both Uh, very heavy by the way yeah well yeah (laughs) heavy in in weight and as well as age mostly in weight um yeah and so it's interesting you have just like the mad rush of young quarterback or young head coaches Mm -hmm. that these are the two in there, I think it's obviously more reflect on their teams. Other than, like, I don't think I'm not discounting Bruce Arians. Andy Reid is three times the coach Matt Lafleur is, quite literally. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> I agree in that, but I, I think Andy Reid, you know, the fact that he had a win last year to really kind of cement his legacy is mm-hmm. kind of ridiculous. But either way, I think Bruce Arians was always kind of like he was always a good coach, but he was never like a I, he was always know. good enough to have a job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was never yeah. quite good enough to stay at a job. Yeah, like he had the resurgence with the with the Cardinals in the kind of the early to mid two thousand and tens, and which was you know with the Carson Palmer like that was that was a weird weird time I think like with that yeah team, there was just but... a lot going on the Cardinals had been weird yeah. for a while I think this is the first season in a long time you can really look at and say okay they got something that they can you know sustain yeah and I because they, they were always kind of like a, all right here's our window we got like a two-year window up oh, mm-hmm. it's closed let's be terrible for a little bit and it's back oh, Larry man. Fitzgerald was so consistent that he sucked all the consistency out of the rest of the franchise and just used yeah. it all himself yeah and so um, you know, it's interesting you said the two halves because start a week starting on November, they were six and two after beating the the Giants. Then this is where they kind of hit a little stumble. Um, you know, they lost three of four, closing out November, and they're sitting at seven and five, and they had their bye week. Well, who do they play after their bye week that kind of restarted all of this in a game that they didn't look good? Like their offense. Oh, I, did not I thoroughly enjoyed watching this game. <laughs> and this was very fun. This this was my most frustrating game. I think there was a lot of frustrating games for the Vikings this year, but this was by far this the was most, the birth and... of my to- of my crusade this year. Was when I oh, really I doubled birth? down. No, it oh, was maybe. okay. I really because they did go on their little their little baby run, and I was like, ah, this might be working. I'm pr- I distinctly remember you being very very. Outspoken. I was in, I, I was in the group well, chat. The okay, well, yeah, the loss of the Bears was because Tom has dementia, but that's not important. Um, but I, 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 my, I had a resurgence of of my battle with this game because it it was probably the worst game I've ever seen Tom Brady play. Yeah, no, he he was not like the reason no, they won, which is like real it was, bad. It was the Vikings shooting themselves in the foot, but that was. All season long, but we're not gonna. We're, we're not gonna. Oh, oh, wait, no, I got it wrong. I thought you were talking about the Saints. Never mind. Oh, wow. I was on that. I was on that a while ago. No, yeah, the the Vikings game though, 
he also did not play very well. No, and like that's the one where like you know he didn't even have two hundred yards. Pat, like it was, it was it was bad. But then they went on their run. You know, then they scored 31, 47, mm-hmm. 44. And yes, it's against Atlanta, Detroit, Atlanta. But still, that's what you want cruising into the playoffs. And you know, Atlanta, Detroit up, with no coaches. Atlanta, just I want yeah. that on the record. Still fair, still a win. They don't like you said. I don't think we we're here to talk about benefits from scheduling. So uh, there was a lot of look. If the Lions that, have their coaches, who knows? Maybe they get double digits. They, you know, maybe, maybe they hit fourteen points. Maybe they hold them to thirty-five. You don't know. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and that, but that that started a run where they had six straight games of thirty or more points, and and that's something because. We, their defense is very volatile. Like it needs turnovers to uh-huh. to kind of win you games because they're not going to be the ones that it's not like the Rams uh, where they're going to you know possibly hold teams to under twenty. You know it, they're going to give up some points, going to up some yards because if their pass rush doesn't get home, their secondary is susceptible to yards getting yeah, giving up chunk plays. They're not a shutdown defense. They're a smash no. mouth defense. They're they're a smash mouth defense that cap. Yeah, exactly. They're opportunistic and. If the offense is able to stay in a rhythm, which in the last six games they have been, and you know it's it bodes well for this team, and I I think it, it, the fact I I don't I don't look at this game as the, the Super Bowl as really legacy changing, and that's been a big hot topic this this uh, no, media. I, this I, cycle. I don't I don't get that. One bit I don't, as well. I don't think that this taints if if Tom Brady doesn't win on Sunday against the Chiefs, arguably the best team, not arguably the best team in football this year. Um, at least you know they're defending champs, so it's hard to go against them. If he doesn't beat them with a first year team, first year with being a new team and it's all that, I don't think it's like oh there he goes. He's he sucks. He's terrible because he's also you brought it up during Green Bay week that it he's forty three. You know, it's a cop out. It's 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 an excuse that he gets built in. And I feel like when you start looking at okay, now he lost his, his four of ten Super Bowls, but he won six of ten hypothetically. It, it just I don't really well, see he's the done, difference. He has won ten. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Like you he, know, six and six and four or seven and three. Like he already has. You know, he's hit the Super Bowl mark. Yeah. Like, it's how, not how, however, however you wait you know, legacy and it varies person to person, but the, the weight that he has now is not going to change. You know, the yeah. equation doesn't change too much between six to seven or, you know, the reverse or, you know, staying at six. It's just, no. it, it, we, we've been here before. We've done this before. I think Mahomes on the other hand has a lot more at stake here. I, I'm going to, I'm going to change your mind about this game with one meme. Are you ready? Yeah. The list of quarterbacks who have ever beaten Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs is Tom Brady, and that's it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, case they, closed. They, that was his, M- his MVP year, you yep. know, two years ago in the AFC Championship game. Granted, controversial with the Patriots. at that. Oh, yeah. Oh, I was big <laughs> mad about that. About and, years and so ago. and, and if, if D4 just, just stays on sides. I'm still mad they, at him, too. You know, like that's he's not quite even without, even with for the me, controversy. Yeah. Like <laughs> they they could have still won with the controversy in there, um, with the mm-hmm. the roughing or the hands of the face. I think is what it was the penalty. Um, but I, I you know, it, 
So I don't I don't think that this is a if if because I've seen a lot right now of I think Colin's uh, not uh, Colin Coward said this who he's great for hot takes um, and not much else that, yeah and he said that if if Mahomes doesn't beat Brady on Sunday in this Super Bowl he doesn't have a chance at passing him as being na- being known as the greatest of all time as being the goat and and I am like. He's twenty five. Like, let's just say he doesn't <laughs> rattle off. Like, like so. I'm so according, according like, to Colin what? Coward, like if Mahomes plays fifteen more years and wins fifteen back to 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 back Super Bowls, he can't do it. He it's like it. everyone's gonna, gonna go. Out. Well, I don't know, man. Your third season. Yeah. I I I, I don't know. I don't know. You I couldn't just... repeat after you just won a Super Bowl off the. The end, the backs of If Patrick Mahomes goes out and throws 80 touchdowns every year for 20 years. Yeah, he can never do it. It's like, dude, what? And I I just, I I get it because I'm talking about it. So he's getting what he wants. And and, and I mean, it's it's a factor because realistically speaking, Mahomes won't win 15 Super Bowls in a row. You know, I'm kind of being facetious there. But at the same time... It, it's not as big of a factor as he wants to make it. It's not like there is no scenario where he can overcome a loss. It would just yeah. be a bigger loss to his overall legacy, I think, than a normal loss. Yeah, and that see, that take would make more sense if it was like, you know, Aaron Rodgers who or Drew Brees or, you know, these guys that have like one Super Bowl or well, the, the they, they don't a... have that part on their resume and they're mm-hmm. trying to being like, I need to get at least another one to really have – a good resume to put up against his. The, the key to a coward take is you have to take the take, right? And you ha- yep. you have to dial it just a little bit, like usually down, just dial it a little bit down, and then it's right. It's just he takes mm-hmm. his stuff and he pushes it a little bit too much, where he's like, "This, yeah. there's no, it's insurmountable." It's like, no, it would just be bigger than normal. Yeah. Yeah, and and that's every you know that's that's Skip Bayless, that's Stephen A. Smith, that's I, Max Kellerman. I it's all these guys c- couldn't be me. I've yeah, never yeah, been dramatic and clickbait. You've never you've no. never been quick to to put a label of. I back have and... a system of label placing <laughs> that is very rigorous and clinically tested. And I'm not going to get into the finer points of it here. A lot of factors involved in it. It's a lot it's, of lo- yeah, yeah, a lot of. You know, cap, it's not. It's not lock. just your personal feelings against a specific player. No, it's, no, it's feelings completely objective. Factor into the equation is it is scientific. <laughs> uh, it's rigorous, and if I were to give it away, then everyone would use it. So I have to keep it pretty yeah. close to the chest. But <laughs> all right, so let's let's dive into. That's kind of how they got here, obviously. And so, um, let's kind of dive into the game itself into it's the matchup that we have so we like i said we have seen these teams play this season um it was down in tampa and this was the tyree kill game i mean Mm -hmm. this is the one where he 13 catches 269 yards three touchdowns this was the like tyree kill is on pace for a thousand yards this game game yeah (laughs) and and the final score says the chiefs won 27 24 but going into the fourth quarter, they're up twenty-seven to ten. Um, uh, I mean, it looks more respectable, but they put up five hundred and forty-three yards of, or total yards on them. Like mm-hmm. it's, it, it wasn't, it wasn't close. And, and that, that was when they had ten too, penalties. 
Yeah, and it's worse too when like all those yards come from the same guy. If you're getting yeah. hit by a balanced attack, you get some sympathy points for like, okay, how do you cover this guy and that guy? You know, if it's if it gets spread around like that, this was not that situation. You knew exactly where they were going, and you just couldn't do anything about it. Yeah, and and this is this is kind of what we saw last week against the Bills, and a lot of the Chiefs games. But Tyreek Hill, 13 catches, 269 yards, three touchdowns. Travis Kelsey, eight catches, 82 yards. Uh, the next closest receiver was Sammy Watkins with four catches for 38 yards. So when you have a guy, when you have two players that generate, you know, 370 yards or 360 yards of offense or whatever it was, like it's of the 462 possible. Mm. It, you know, it, they're a two-man wrecking team, and with Mahomes, it's it it really is just a three-headed dragon, and you can't. You really can't stop them both. Like that's a bad. That's that's like technically for his standards, a pretty tame Kelsey game. Yeah, but he's still at eight catches on eight targets for eighty-two yards. Like, yeah, and those two pieces of the offense. You know, now that they're going to be in the Super Bowl, and we're going to talk about them playing each other this weekend. I don't see a way that you shut both of them down. No. If I were to put money on it, I'd say Hill has you know, a, a higher chance to kind of break out just based on, we talked about before, the, the Buccaneers' not excellent secondary. I think that their secondary is also aggressive, and they're going to bite on something. And if Tyreek Hill gets you, you know, flat-footed or however you want to say it and gets to run right by you, it's it's mm-hmm. over. And I think we're going to see at least one of those uh, coming up this weekend. Yeah, and, and so I, I think – Kind of the way I look at it, the the way the Chiefs win. Tell me if if you agree in this. That if the the Chiefs, in order for them to win, basically they just have to be themselves. They just have to do what they do on offense, and the defense has to stay disciplined. And it's it comes down to their secondary, you know, being able to win their battles against Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, you know, Cameron Brake, Gronkowski, Scotty Miller. You know, all these mm-hmm. guys, they have to be able to win those individual battles. And the offense, as long as they can kind of control that tempo of the game, they're going to win. Now, on the flip side, the Bucks, they need to have Todd Bowles, their defensive coordinator, needs to come in with back-to-back unbelievable game plans. Mm-hmm. Uh, with with stop, he had, I think he had he had an unbelievable game plan, and the team had great execution against the Packers, and they the Packers still put up points. But that's that's you have to be able to you know you can give up this, but you just can't get you know killed well, by it. Is and, what I'm saying. And I think the key to playing the Chiefs is to kind of have that mindset. You mm-hmm. can't go into the game thinking. All right, we're gonna hold them to you know fourteen or less because you're not. Yeah. It's just not gonna happen. No. Your goal should be, and it's what I think the Buccaneers' goal was last week, and what it will probably be this coming week, to force turnovers, to generate problems, yep. to get in the way. They're gonna score some touchdowns, and if you yeah. can take some risks, maybe you get burned, but they're the Chiefs are gonna score anyway. And so the most important thing you can do is kind of be an agent of chaos and try and make something happen for your offense because I don't see the Bucks' offense having nearly as good of a time against the Chiefs' defense as they did against the Packers' defense. Yeah, the Chiefs the Chiefs have a better, you know, they're, they're a more solid defense, at if, least from... If, if Tom from throws three back. picks this game, they're cooked. 
it's yeah. over, you know? And that's that's one thing, too. It's interesting that, that Brady, like, he needs to tighten up, you know? He needs to have a little bit more of a... Yeah, he sucks. ...a wherewithal to not be able to... Because this is an offense that you're going against with the Chiefs that if you make mistakes, you're, you're maybe allowed one mistake, basically. Mm. And if you make more than that, you're probably not going to, like, I don't, I, I don't know the numbers, but you probably have a 97, 98% chance of losing that game if you make more than, like, one mistake. And major that's crazy. Mistake, yeah. But, yeah, major mistake. Turnovers, I'm meaning, and, mm-hmm. and things like that. Obviously, penalties are penalties, but. Yeah, you um, just start, what, what did you call it? Arm punting? Arm punting. Yeah. Which, which, that, that you is. You start euphemizing know, all over the field and just. But that is. That, that's what it was. <laughs> like, it was third and long, and he threw it deep, and it got picked, and you got, like, no return. It's like, that's it's essentially a punt. It, but it, but it's an interception still. <laughs> but it doesn't matter. Stat, like, that's, stats it, don't matter it, at this it, point. It do, well, oh, so stats don't matter. All right, well. I, I think I've I think I've backed you into a logical corner. So I'm How gonna, I'm gonna the only ahead. reason you have the only reason you have Rodgers over Brady is for his stats. Yes, like <laughs> even I, though but for, he doesn't have, his, he's not further enough for his individual for stats. Yes, that's why I, that's how I that. rank players. I also think that Jerry Rice is the best wide receiver of all time, um, based on you know a similar strategy. Nothing to do with having Joe Montana and Steve Young be his quarterbacks. I mean. It's definitely part of it, I guess. He couldn't have done it with you know Trubisky out there, but but like, what are you gonna are you gonna penalize every receiver who has a good quarterback? That doesn't make sense. No, but I'm just saying it's just you know it's help from the system. But so I, I looked at the I pulled up the DVOA numbers for these teams. No, 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 and... don't change the subject. We're talking about Jerry Rice. <laughs> no, the <laughs> Niners aren't in it. This is our Super Bowl episode, and we're talking about Jerry Rice. Damn it! Right. So interesting enough. Shocking. The both these teams are in the top ten for total DVOA rank. I feel shocked. Um, yeah. So offensively, Tampa is the. This is all regular season, so this doesn't factor in uh, the playoffs. But they ended the regular season the number three offensive ranked by DVOA team in the NFL. The Chiefs were two. Uh, defensive ranks, the Bucks were actually uh, five. Ranked five, and the Chiefs were 22. Uh, special teams, Tampa's 26, and Kansas City's 17. So so overall, that makes them Tampa the number two-ranked DVOA team, and the Chiefs are four. Um, I don't I don't really know how much weight that's really going to carry, but it's it's just a sh- showing that these teams are <laughs> very, very good. And I, they're, I don't they're very expect good. a blowout. Yeah, and, and from those stats, it... You know, you'd think it gives Tampa an edge, and mm. my response to that is the switch, because yeah. the Chiefs didn't look like the Chiefs for pretty significant chunk of the season, yeah. and they looked like the Chiefs last week and the week before. You know, so, but that is that is interesting to point out, and I guess I didn't realize the Chiefs were twenty second in the league. That's that's not ideal uh, in, in defense, yeah, and, and that's yeah. just because you know you you look at their games and. You know they're they're at, they're giving up. Uh, let me see here. Uh, giving up 20, 20, 20, 10, 30, or 40, 17, 16. They had the nine. That's against the Jets. 31 against Carolina. Or 31 against the Raiders. 24, 16, 27, 29, 14, and then 38. So mm-hmm. you have some games that kind of really shoot that up there. Um, 
but I, I, I think that their defense, it's very similar, I think, to a lot of the Patriots defenses that they had on their Super Bowl winning seasons where it's, it's the epitome of the bend don't break. You know, they don't, they don't get gashed and they're not giving up like massive plays, I feel like. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, it's, it's a defense you want to have where it gives your offense a little time and you don't have to feel that like the offense has to go out and score because their defense could let up a touchdown any second. Um, Mm-hmm. So it's a comfort to have, but um, it's definitely something to keep an eye on. I think individual matchups. I'm very interested to see what Tyron Matthew, how he kind of does, how they scheme him against Brady. Um, I he's one of the most instinctive players in the NFL, and he just seems to always be around the ball. He was like that in college. He's been like that since he's kind of really stepped into his own in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Brady, you know, he likes to go across the middle and hit the, that second level, and that's where Matthew, you know, thrives. So it, it's an interesting matchup how Steve Spagnolo, the defensive coordinator for the Chiefs, kind of schemes that because they can't blitz them. You know, they they have to win. Both teams have to win with their front four because both these quarterbacks are incredible against the blitz. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah, and I, and I think. I, I think that that battle will be interesting to watch. I'm curious what the, uh, you know, if there's a line set for, you know, the odds of whether or not Matthew ends up with a pick because mm-hmm. I, 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 and, you know, I don't know him super well, you know, from interviews and stuff like that, but from what I can gather, he probably really, really wants one too. Mm-hmm. Um, and something that we haven't talked about, Brady has been by himself for like 12 days in a house in Florida watching yeah. film apparently. Yeah, I don't. That doesn't really scare me that much. I feel like Brady already has all the football knowledge. Like I don't yeah. think he's getting any more. Yeah, and I think it, it's probably a lot of it. Obviously, is just you know in the lat the Chiefs this season, like mm. every every game of them, and just looking at specific tendencies and you know gives and yeah, tells. Yeah, I mean there's there's definitely like spe- value specific obviously. To, yeah, to team specific tape, but at the same time like 12 days like what you watch every game like 16,000 times like well and and I, and I think it's something obviously to do with you know maybe in a covid era non era non covid era it'd be different. So that's mm-hmm. obviously been a big talking point uh this week that the Chiefs starting center Daniel Kilgore who was put on the COVID close contact list along with Demarcus Robinson, their receiver because of the barber um, where there was 20 chiefs players, including Patrick Mahomes in line to get their haircut. And he, they like found out the test results during it and they all like canceled it. And they're all like, Oh no, no, no. Like I just picturing them like run away from that area. And like 20 players. Why why do you, why need a haircut? Why do you need a haircut this week? Yeah. Give it another week. There's no way it looks bad enough. That well, you would, I, I would say if if they were all rocking that gross middle part that Aaron Rodgers had the last month of the I season, knew then maybe we were I'd say bring that shit up. It's so bad. We have we didn't even talk about it. But if I he bad, we did. No. Well, and if he, but if he was like getting ready for the Super Bowl, he wouldn't be cutting that shit. Like th- there's no cut haircut. Like, you could shave, you know, a reverse mohawk down the middle of your head. It's just put a helmet on. Like, you don't even have to do your sport with your hair out. It, it's ridiculous that they were even in line for that. If I was Andy Reid, I would have been pissed. 
Yeah. <laughs> and so I, 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 that's something to watch. I, I don't see, I don't know. I, I don't, obviously if people come down and they can't play in the Super Bowl, it's going to have serious implications. Um, I think Kilgore would be the biggest implication, honestly. Yeah. For, yeah, yeah no, for out sure. of those two, the pass but rush I'm thinking if more players for some reason, if they get deemed on that, I don't think they will. Dude, but... I'd be in a bubble. Like, what are they doing? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like Tom Brady, like I'm not surprised that he spent the last twelve or twelve days alone or whatever. But mm-hmm. like, what else is he gonna do other than watch film? He's not gonna like watch like I don't know. Do do you want to be watching something else? Like, I mean, you you had a big problem when Aaron Rodgers didn't talk to his family, and now Tom is just abandoning that, his. That, and, that's and, without and, COVID. That's without COVID. Well, we don't know. Maybe it has something to do with COVID. <laughs> no, I don't, I think he wants to talk to Giselle. Um, and and eh. Tom actually has a family. You know he. Yeah, Aaron, maybe maybe he's, he's trying to get fan. some space so he stops some making out with his kids. Okay. I got pages of uh, this. I can go on. So so one thing to note, Steve Spagnolo was the defensive coordinator for the Giants the last time or that Brady lost to the Giants in the Super Bowl, uh thirteen years ago. So that's there's a little obviously thirteen years is a long time, especially in the NFL, but that's something to you know, that, keep in mind a guy that, that knows him. Yeah, um, that's that's not insignificant. Uh, R.I.P. Eli, we'll always miss you, bud. Um, yeah, that's, didn't he end his career five hundred? Yeah, like he he like insane. well, he I think he like sat down and he was like one off, and then he like yeah. came back and got to five hundred or something like that. It was it was an all time move. It's fantastic. But, but yeah, that's not insignificant. I have a feeling that a I think the Bucks. Uh, defense will start strong. You know, Kansas City will get down in one of those situations where you know, don't be surprised if they're losing fourteen nothing in the first quarter. I do not expect it to last, though. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think that. Uh, I it's hard because like it, the the non chalk pick would be saying maybe the Bucks if they can. You know, their defense forces a couple turnovers, and yes, if they even get up, they just have to keep on the pedal, and they have actually a real shot. I do think they have a shot. I don't think that this is going to be, you know, a walk in the park by any means. I I think that they peak, they're peaking at the right time, and but the Chiefs, it's hard because, like, they're just so sound, like, everywhere. <laughs> they're, and, they're so sound everywhere, and there's such a small room for error, and based mm-hmm. on what I saw last week, from Brady and from, you know, I mean, Fournette with his bricks for hands and Godwin with his semi-malleable bricks for hands. I, I just don't think that they can function within that window of error. I mean, the Packers gave them every chance in the world to stay in that game or to stay you know out in front in that game even, even while they committed, you know, a series of crucial errors and i don't think you have nearly that level of wiggle room here so i don't know how they can really you know hang out for 60 minutes i guess no and and i i think what we're gonna see is i i think there's gonna be a time in this game kind of similar to last year's super bowl where both teams kind of have their moment of showing like why they're there um i just feel that the chiefs reason is better and mm-hmm. it's it, it's i don't i don't i'm not gonna say it's gonna be the same as last year's super bowl they're gonna be down i have to have a fourth quarter comeback and all that but 
I would I will not be surprised if we see a situation kind of like the Bucks started against the Packers, where they they get out ahead and they look like they're kind of controlling the game, they're kind of hitting making the, some plays, and then the Chiefs started really kind of cook it or come come up firing, mm-hmm. but they actually you know overtake them, and I, I just think that the Bucks the the games they've had to do and it's it, it'll it'll come down it's gonna it's gonna wear on them and I think we're gonna see it I I don't see their defensive line winning enough to no. swing the momentum fully no I don't either I think uh, I think this is the week that JPP runs out of fingers um, <laughs> it's only got like eight or seven dude, I made I made so many jokes in poor taste last week or uh, two <laughs> weeks ago I guess during that it was like. What were you saying? Like, how is he sacking my quarterback? He only has like seven fingers, or he's gonna end up with as many sacks as he has fingers? I was just, I was just yelling at him. I was like, "Hey, man, show me on your fingers how much a touchdown is worth," which I actually think he can still do. But yeah, I it, think he at least has seven. Yeah, but regardless, <laughs> seven and a half or something. Don't, yeah. don't play with fireworks, kids. Don't play with fireworks. No, definitely don't. Especially <laughs> don't, don't hold the especially if you're your like hand. a professional athlete that makes millions of dollars. <laughs> And your Don't hands ask. are a big part of it, although he's proven to be still pretty successful. I, I still maintain he has an advantage because no one wants to touch his gross hand. It's under a glove. It's a special made glove. Yeah, it's, dude, it's still... Ugh, it's, he should, he, and also, he should wear like a regular glove because then you don't know which fingers are which and you, you, get, you put people in a pretzel. So on this week, we, we ridicule handicapped people or disabled people that's, only if they did it to themselves only. all right that's fair that's yeah, fair that's fair, that's fair. <laughs> yeah all right uh, so do, do you I'm... want something to to wrap up with maybe yeah, yeah. something that i kind of i realized while we were talking through this mm-hmm. this is a gigantic game and it it transcends the nfl we have on one side quarterback who publicly denounces the concept of tomatoes and on the other side a quarterback who publicly proclaims his love of ketchup. This can only end one way, and it will decide the fate of American condiments for centuries. <laughs> Am I wrong? Nice. No, it's, it's good. <laughs> nice tomato thing to, to wrap my, my head around. Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> if you're out there and you're like, yeah, I like ketchup, I think you know who you have to root for. And if you're out there and you're like, yeah, I love kissing children on the mouth, then you also know who you should root for. So it's really, it's up to everyone to kind of just figure out what their own personal preference is. But believe it or not, like this is actually, it's nice. Like I wasn't, last year I was openly rooting for the Chiefs because I, I like Kyle Shanahan, but I didn't, I don't know. My, my love and admiration for Andy Reid and Mahomes outweighed that one for sure. Um, and so I was very much happy with that. This time around, I don't, I don't, I, I'm, I'm good either way because if the Chiefs win, that's great for Andy Reid and Mahomes and kind of starting like, you know, it is like the passing the torch kind of a thing. If you want to go into that, even though there are, you know, 52 other players mm-hmm. uh, for each team or so, and um, and so I, I don't know. I, I there's a lot of. A lot of other people involved than just quarterbacks, and the media loves to make it just about quarterbacks. But I get it. Um, oh, do they? But do they love that? <laughs> but Sorry, I like, go on. you know, if the the cool factor. I know you are so not in with me on this. No, no, I'm, Brady, I'm the opposite. If Brady but I'm happy were to go you. to Tampa, 
first year, yes, they had weapons. They have a, a very talented roster that he went to, but still to win a Super Bowl in his own in the own stadium in his first year at 43 years old, like that's just un, undeniably cool. Um, and I can respect that. And you know, it's kind of it's not like it's I don't think it hurts Belichick's resume at all. I, I think that's crap that people say. Oh, that means Brady was definitely the reason. No, they're they're both. <laughs> Big parts of why the Patriots were so yeah, good. Yeah, the, the retroactive Belichick bashing is, is pretty interesting ridiculous. and also it's, ridiculous. Yeah, it's wild. Um, that being said, I I think I, I, I'm more rooting for the Chiefs, probably like 60, 65% rooting for the Chiefs. And then like, but I'm not going to be like bummed. I don't know. It's, it's nice for me. Obviously, you're all in on the Chiefs, I'd imagine, this game. Like, <laughs> yeah, it. I I will not be able to just kind of be okay with the Bucks winning. Chill. I mean, <laughs> no, to clarify, I I need to stop caring so much about at least non-Packers games so that I yeah. you know, stay on the planet a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Um just long term. So, I'm not going to get angry, but I have a you know, very clear and well-documented horse in this race. And I it, I don't even care. I don't I don't want the Bucks to lose. I don't honestly care who wins the game so much as I want Tom. I if you could tell me the Bucks win, but Tom throws five picks. All right, let's do it. Let's do it right now. I'll, okay. I'll, I'll take that. All right, that's fair. All right, let's let's end it with uh, some predictions. I don't know if you can. I'm putting you on the spot. You got a score prediction for me? Uh, lines three and a half, right? I think it, it, it. I don't know if it's settled at that. It's right now. According to ESPN, says three. Okay. So Kansas City's favored three. Over unders fifty six. I think that I would take Kansas City twenty seven, and uh, the Bucks. I'm gonna put at. I almost said 23, but that's too many field goals for Arians. He's a wild man these days. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say 24, so I'm going to go right on the line. All right. Uh, I'm going to go kind of similar on that, but I'm going to say Chiefs, a little higher scoring. Chiefs, 38. Bucks, Ooh. 33. God damn. No, I, I hope no, I'm gonna yours say, is more No, fun. I'm going to say Chiefs, 38. Bucks, 34. Oh. So four touchdowns and, uh, and two field goals. Yeah, that's what I got. Well, so we're we in agreement on this one. We'll we'll find out. I'm excited. I think it's going to be. A, I think it, I know you have a little more personal feelings still. I felt the same way a couple of years ago, um, and obviously you probably felt this last year a little bit still. I, so I'm just I'm just ready for the sweet release in the end of the season. I, yeah, I mean, I need it's, to stop it's, caring. <laughs> we're, we've we made it. You know, we made it through. We'll obviously recap the whole the whole game um, in excruciating detail, and but we we safe to say you know we're we're recording this on Wednesday, so we're just a handful of days out from the Super Bowl. So under and when, all and when you look at craziness, it, I mean season in general, the Packers, the Vikings both didn't win the Super Bowl, so here we are. Correct. Maybe it's because we've been doing this. Our teams have not won. The Super Bowl, and granted, I my team's never won, so I, I don't trust. Trust me, that thought has crossed my mind more <laughs> than once. 
Yeah. All right. So I think we're going to wrap it unless you have any, anything last minute things. Otherwise, I'm going to send us all off here. Go for it. All right. Well, thanks again for listening to another episode of the Third and Forever Football Podcast presented by 10,000 Takes. You can go to their website at 10ktakesmn.com. You can find them on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram if you just search 10K Takes. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at, at third underscore forever 10K, where we post all of our episodes each week. You all can see links to me and Kevin's profiles on there. We're a little more active. Um, but with that said, this has been our Super Bowl preview. We'll be back next week to to recap the whole big game and send us all off on this season, going in the off season. I've been your host, Adam Oz, joined as always by my co-host, Kevin Ohm. Kevin, final words. Team catch up. Team catch up.